We are Victory 91.5. Uh, we've reached the uh, the conclusion of our time today with Ray Haynes. And so uh, if you've been waiting to, for everything to sort of be tied together, <laughs> this uh, is it. This uh, is it. <laughs> this is as close as you're going to get. Second Corinthians 5.17 through 21 is a summary, I think, of the heart of God and the heart of uh, Yeshua. So of Yehovah and Yeshua or Yehoshua. When it says this, and I want you to think about this. When it says God, I'm going to insert Yehovah or Father. You could insert either one. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, Yeshua, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, Yehovah, who has reconciled us to himself, Yehovah, through Jesus Christ, Yeshua. And has given us the ministry of reconciliation. What is that? That is that God, Jehovah, was in Christ, Yeshua, reconciling the world to himself, Jehovah, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, Yeshua, as though God, Jehovah, were pleading through us. We implore you. On Christ, Yeshua's behalf, be reconciled to God, Yehovah. For he made him, this is God, he, Yehovah, made him who, know, who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God, Yehovah, in Yeshua. You see, if you actually get the real translation of what Paul writes, what God, what God has written for us, you start to realize that this good cop, bad cop thing that they, the Bible has become because you mess up all the words, God is not this, you know, got a two-by-four to hit you in the head. He's the one that initiated all of this. He's been in the middle of it all the time. And the Father and the Son love you beyond words and treasure you. And they've given you the very mission. And so I, I think that sometimes... If we don't know the name of the Father, Yehovah, and the name of the Son, Yeshua, Yeshua, Jesus, however way you want to take that, how will we be able to help God's chosen people understand that their Tanakh reveals the Messiah? Like, for instance, Jeremiah, now this is New King James, which I typically read out of. The days are coming, says the Lord, which is, of course, Jehovah, that I will raise from David's line a branch of righteousness. A king shall reign and prosper and execute judgment and righteousness in the earth. In his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will dwell in safety. Now, this is his name by which he will be called, and now this is New King James, the Lord, our righteousness. Now, we flip to ASV, one of those, the standard version, which uses the name. It says Jehovah. I'm going to change it to Jehovah because that's correct. Behold, the days come, says Jehovah, and this is his name whereby he shall be called Jehovah, a righteousness. Or Yehovah Sidkenu, Yehovah, our righteousness. It changes significantly a verse that they can understand and relate to. The prophecy says Yehovah, but we know they're talking about Yehovah, that is Jesus, the, the Lord, Yeshua. Yeshua means Yehovah is salvation. When you change their names, very important scriptures that reveal the Savior become just confusing ones or ones you just read right over because the names don't mean anything to you. Now, one of my absolute favorite scriptures that I read that's part of my prayer time should be every day. Sometimes I don't get to this part of it, but it's one of my absolute favorites. Moses was able to draw closer to God than anyone ever. Once he asked God to show him his glory, when it was all over, 
the face of Moses was glowing. And in this scripture, I want you to pay attention. How does God describe the closest place to him we can get? Now, in our Bibles, in the English language, he said, Moses, please show me your glory. And God, he, uh, and God says, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. But he said, you cannot see my face. And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering, abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. And it goes on. That's the name of God. That's something about God. Now, to get the proper translation, you go back and actually insert the words that they took out. And he said, please show me your glory. That's Moses. Then God says, Elohim, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and I will proclaim the name of Jehovah before you. But he said, you can't see my face. And Jehovah passed before him and proclaimed, Jehovah, Jehovah, El Rahun, the compassionate God slow to anger and abundant in, in hased and emeth, which is goodness and truth. You put it back into the Hebrew, and suddenly this Lord, Lord stuff, you start to look, wait a minute, that's you, that's Jehovah, and that's Jehovah el Rahum, the compassionate God. You, you start to see him from a different light. And that verse has been a part of my morning prayer times for over a decade. I memorized it. I will proclaim the name, and never notice that in my Bible version, he never did. See, that's was God showing his face to Moses in a sense. They were getting him as close as he could possibly get was to proclaim his name over him. Does it make sense why the devil would try to take this name from us? What does he essentially say? All the goodness of God is found in his name, and that's what's been taken from us all this time, and that's what made me so mad. That's what started my journey as I started looking at the Hebrew Lord's Prayer. Focusing on his name, Jehovah has dramatically changed the way I pray. Because I always said father because my dad died when I was young. But now I know I can draw even closer and say Jehovah, Abba, Abba, Avi. I can use the names of the father, but I can use his name. Uh, both Abba and Avi still mean father, so I'm still saying father. But I'm saying so much more when I use his name. And I just believe it's time to rediscover what we've never discovered. And I told Corey uh, a couple of times so far, you know, every day, every putting her to sleep every night, we prayed the saying number six over her, right? But I only had the version of the Bible I've used always, and it said the Lord. And unfortunately, so for her whole life, rather than doing what God had said, I could only do what that Bible version was saying. In Hebrew, the priestly blessing is Yavarekaka Yehovah Vishmireka, which is Yehovah bless you and keep you. Yair Yehovah Panav Eleka, which is Yehovah shine his face or presence towards you. Vikaneka and be gracious towards you. Yisa Yehovah Panav Eleka Vishem Leeka Shalom, which means Yehovah lift his face towards you and upon you, give you or set upon you peace and healing. You know, it's a very different blessing just by putting his name in there. And here's what it says after that. It says, and they shall place my name upon the children of Israel, and I will bless them. So this is what he told us to do, to put his name on our children, to speak, to proclaim, to sing, to bless, to rejoice. And uh, so I'm going to do my best, and I, as I have this year, so that that name be coming out of and hopefully more of the imaging that you hear uh, where we've said the Lord all the time. Uh, maybe some more times you'll hear Yehovah or Yehovah so that 
we can do our very best as you're listening that you receive the blessing of God. Ray, if somebody uh, has come across the radio station today and uh, their heart's been stir- uh, stirred, they want to they want to know this God that you've been speaking of, that maybe some of the the things that uh, that you've been teaching on have stirred up something uh, inside of their soul, taking them back to things that they learned as a young person and uh, or didn't learn, and they're saying, you know what, I I don't have knowledge or a relationship with Yehovah. What what would you say to that person? You know, the wonderful thing I, I have found in this, because you have to, at some point, you got to find comfort, you know? <laughs> just, otherwise, you're just frustrated because you're not a Bible publisher. You can't, you can't do these things. And what I found is the wonderful thing, when we speak the name of Jesus, we're not saying one sound in the name of Yeshua. Not one sound. And yet he answers. And why is that? Because he says he looks on the heart. And the wonderful thing is when we call on him, when we yearn for him, when the Ark of the Covenant was taken away and brought back, uh, Israel didn't have it. It was in Obed-Edom's house. And and it sat before that 20 years uh, in in the area of the Philistines that was still controlled by Israel. And they said they yearned and longed for him. So that's a good thing when we start to yearn and long for God because our hearts start to cry out to him. And the wonderful thing is he gives us the words and even when our Bibles, translators haven't done that for us. And what we encourage you to do is the very thing. It's only God can call you and only God can answer your prayer. And when you cry out and, and just uh, ask him, God, reveal yourself to me. Come mm. dwell within me. Forgive me of my sins. Shake away anything that's not of you and come and dwell within me. Let your name Put your name upon me, your name Yehovah upon me, your name Yahushua, Yeshua, Jesus upon me. Save me. And you know what? That sounds like it's such a, um, a simple thing. And yet in the kingdom of God, that's exactly what he does. He comes on you and miraculously does that very thing when watching it for 42 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I would challenge you no matter, you know, if you're, if you're looking at the word or for the first time this has really stirred your heart start with the first place let him come into your heart and uh then ask him to lead you and he'll show you you know just how to grow in him even through the the struggles with our bible translators still an errant word of god no that's good that's good